0: Hey Siri, play Social Geek Radio. Okay, Social Geek Radio podcast coming up. Hello Geeks, welcome to Social Geek Radio. I'm Jack Munson, your host and marketing Celia. Today we're digging into the franchisor and franchisee support networks of Chris Wilson of Legacy Franchise Ventures and attorney Tom Spadia, both recorded live in Philadelphia at The Franchise Show. Today's episode is brought to you by Exalts, Citron Cooperman, and ServiceMinder. We are at the Franchise Show here in Philadelphia, once again talking to my friend Chris. What's going on, man? Hey, Jackson. Good to see you. Good to see you back out on the uh, Franchise Show circuit. Um, you're a man of many trades, many businesses, and I, I kind of want to dig into both sides of your world, of the, uh, of the consulting side and also on the franchisee side. So first, tell me a little bit about yourself, your background, and about Legacy.
1: Sure. So my background is in technology, uh, but a couple years ago I invested in my first franchise, uh, and then it's just been kind of nonstop since then. I developed Legacy Franchise Ventures where I help people figure out what franchise they should invest in, help them walk through that process, get them funding and everything they need to get started. Um, The other problem is that as I'm researching these franchises, I keep uh, investing in some myself.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You're you're kind of like the... uh... You're kind of like the car expert mechanic who you go to a car show and, and you bring a trailer with you. Right.
1: right yeah. that, that sounds about right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so when somebody walks in the door and, and they're like, Chris, I want to own my own business, where do you, where do you even start with them like, to kind of figure out what's the best move for them?
1: So I need to figure out why you want to own a business. That is one of the huge deciding factors. I call it figuring out your why. Um, And then we need to talk about your risk profile and how much of an investment you can handle. Okay. Um, And
0: do people usually come to you with ideas like, you know, I want to be in the pizza business, I want to be in the coffee business, and and how often do they stick with that or, or do you show them things that might be a better fit?
1: Yeah, so my job is not necessarily to talk anyone into or out of anything. So folks come and say, hey, I want to do this. And I say, okay, let's walk through the process. Let's find out what you're looking for and see if it matches the brand that you've chosen. Uh, Quite often, it doesn't. And we, we (laughs) we end up going another direction, and that's totally fine. Yeah.
0: Good, good. Um, now let's let's get back to your business ownership addiction. Um, <laughs> tell me a little bit about some of the uh, some of the brands that, that you're involved in in the businesses that you're running right now.
1: Sure. So my first venture was with uh, Club Pilates. I had uh, two locations in the Orlando area. Uh, I actually sold both of those in December. Love the brand still. Just you know decided to uh, quit while you're ahead. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I also invested in uh, Chicken Cone, which is an emerging brand that does uh, chicken and waffles. So I'm uh, currently building out three of those locations. And then I also just invested in uh, Salons by JC, which is a salon suite, building Ah. out three locations there as well.
0: Wow. Now, are these all in Florida or are they spread out? What are you doing there?
1: So uh, the first Chicken Cone will actually be uh, right outside of Columbus, Ohio. Oh, And uh, the second one we haven't figured out yet, so we're going to build the first, and then we'll figure out where we'll put the second one. The uh, salons will probably be in Orlando, looking at some space down there now. Yeah, yeah.
0: Tell me about the chicken cone. This is like a chicken and waffle situation. Like, this seems to be on fire right
1: now. Yeah, so chicken and waffles has been uh, booming over the last couple of years, uh, and chicken cone has developed what they call a fork-free Chicken and cone, so you can bite the chicken <laughs> and the waffle at the same time. Okay, it's pretty cool. It looks fantastic. Look it up on on Instagram. Uh, it'll make you hungry, almost guaranteed. Okay,
0: cool. And uh, you said first location opening around the Columbus area. How soon?
1: Uh, within the next two months, actually. So, wow. Yeah, wow. We're, we're we're on the final stages of construction and right. ready to bring it on home and, and get the doors open.
0: Excellent. Well, let us know when you're uh, when you're doing the grand opening. I, I may have to take a trip to Columbus. Uh,
1: Columbus or- Free chicken and waffle for you, sir.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Um, any uh, any parting words, advice for any of the folks who are walking around a convention center today, whether we're in Philadelphia or some of the other upcoming shows, when when they're thinking about. Starting a business, buying a business, running a business—you know, any any sort of opening thoughts for them, and and a little bit of advice that you would that you would throw at them that they might not be thinking about.
1: Yeah. So the the first thing I'd say is get some help because it okay. can be very difficult to navigate the almost four thousand different franchises out there. So. Uh, Find someone that knows some stuff and and can pass off some of that to to you. The second part of it is don't talk yourself out of an opportunity before you actually vet it and make sure that it makes sense. Ah. Uh, A lot of times we think, oh, I can't afford that or I don't have the necessary business acumen to run that. Um, Let's not talk ourselves out of an opportunity before we actually get the data.
0: Love that idea. Chris, thanks so much for joining us again, and we will see you at another franchise show real soon.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much, Jack.
0: a moment after this word from citron cooperman citron cooperman is proud to be the home of one of the leading franchising practices in the country with over 40 years of franchise experience citron cooperman provides a full range of services to a vast number of franchise concepts they work with the owners operators controllers and cfos of a wide range of franchisors and multi-unit franchisees to help them establish their brands and grow their businesses to the next level the Citroen Cooperman Franchise Practice is comprised of experienced CFE-accredited professionals providing franchisors and multi-unit franchisees the guidance and insight they need to minimize uncertainty, meet compliance and contractual obligations, and stay focused on building their businesses. For more information, please contact Aaron Chaitovsky and Michael Iannuzzi at com slash franchise. And we are on the floor of the Philadelphia Franchise Show 2022, talking with our friend Tom Spadia. Tom, how are you? I'm great, Jack. How are you doing? Doing great. Glad to be back in Philly again at a uh, franchise show and talking to a lot of franchise leaders here on the exhibit hall floor. First, tell me a little bit about your firm.
2: Yeah. No, great. Well, first of all, we are Philadelphia-based, although we have a New York office as well. We're 14 attorneys. And we represent a few hundred franchisor brands, which is really our focus, and that's all we do. All we do is franchising, and we've just passed our 10-year anniversary. I founded the firm with uh, my partner and I. We were best friends in high school. We played football together, wow. and um, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's great. And we've you know the the culture is something that we have built and worked on, and and we've been very fortunate. You read a lot of stories of the great resignation and. We haven't not only we haven't lost anybody. We've actually added people over the last. Oh, good, years.
0: good. All right. Well, wait a minute. I got to stop there. What positions did you and your? your oh yeah, business we partner were play? we
2: were the non-talent guys. So my freshman year in high school, I was a tight end, and then I put a lot of weight on. As you can see, I still have. And then I moved down to tackle, and uh, and Josh Liana, he was the center. And oh, those of you who know Josh yeah. know that he was the center.
0: Right. So big guy, good hands. There you go. Way to go, Josh. So you you mentioned culture. Tell me a little bit more about the culture of your firm, and then we're going to talk about
2: franchising in general. Yeah, um, you know, it's something very important. I, I think when we started out, I didn't realize how important culture really was. You read a lot of books, and you think it's like all this mumbo jumbo corporate speak, and then you have a few misses, and you have a couple people that, you know, maybe they can do the job, but they're not embracing the essence of who we are, and then we shifted it, and so, you know, we're close to 30 people now, and Josh and I personally have recruited and interviewed every single person. Wow. Um, well, I'm the one who, when you send in a resume on a job posting, I'm the one who looks at it and talks to you first because it's that's that's our baseline, probably our most important job. And, you know, it's a culture of transparency. It's of caring. Uh, we we function pretty well when COVID happened, but there's nothing like being in the office. We, yeah. you know, we, we see the difference.
0: Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you guys talk to and interview every person that walks through the door um you're really no longer in the franchise business or
2: the or the legal business you're in the people business no there's no question about it and i think to some degree we model our firm very much like a franchisor right our Mm -hmm. clients are our franchisees if they're successful we're successful and so we're there to support them and the best way to support them is by having a players and we've had people who've been with us since we started 10 years ago and that longevity is something that i think clients appreciate and so it 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 filters all the way through. And, you know, I come from franchise development. So before I was an attorney, I sold franchises during oh, the Oh, no kidding. Tell yeah. me
0: about that. So so you were actually
2: a Fran Dev guy, and you ended up going back to school to be a lawyer. It's crazy, right? Wow. <laughs> so, um, so I was a Fran. I had a business when I was in my 20s. You know, that blew up, wrote it off the rails, then started doing business brokerage and franchise brokerage. And that turned me into the... Turned me on to the franchise world now about 20 years ago. And then I got a job at Rita's Italian Ice. Those of you in Philly know that. <laughs> Selling franchises. I was there right after they had a private equity sale. I helped them go from 300 units to 500 units. And while I was doing that during the day, I was getting my law degree at night at wow. Temple Law School.
0: Wow. That's a, that's an interesting story. Um, speaking of business models, you mentioned earlier about how you see... A franchise business not necessarily as just a brick-and-mortar typical small business tell me tell me your your metaphor
2: there so so I believe that franchisors and I know a lot of people say this but it 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 goes all the way through they're in a separate business you know if you have a brick-and-mortar restaurant or a gym or a lawn care company when you become a franchisor you're closer to being like a software company whereas think of a software company before uber ever Someone got their first ride on Uber. The app had to work. They had to have the drivers. It had to work. Same thing with a franchisor. You see a lot of franchisors struggle because they rush the process. They go too fast in the beginning. You shouldn't make money as a franchisor in your first few years. It should all go back into the infrastructure. And that's why I think it's like a software company. You know, losing money for years. But building value that's based beyond just the cash flow, it's that network effect, that future cash flow. And, and that's kind of how we, most of our brands are emerging brands. And that's our kind of coaching and modeling of think about the long-term, not the short-term. You're no longer in that operating business. You're now a or which is like a software company. And now they're valued like that, Jack. I mean, yeah. you see what I see oh, with the yeah, valuations.
0: Yeah. yeah, and I, I mm. like that analogy, too, because it's it's all about the brand and it's all about the intellectual property it isn't so much about are we making pretzels or pizza
2: absolutely and uh, and the systems and the learnings mm-hmm. and i you know franchisees pay for the mistakes of the franchisors and the early franchisees and so over time the value starts to exponentially grow, which is why, you know, if you're a restaurant, you might sell for three times earnings. If you're a franchisor, 15, 20 times earnings. And people say, oh, that's crazy. Why would they pay it? It's not crazy. There's not many of them. They're rare and it's yeah. hard to get it right. So it is worth something.
0: Yeah. And and it's something that has already been proven that it could be scaled.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah it's And that... That is where the value really comes in, is that scalability and the time. Um, so so we gear sort of our philosophy, and, you know, we talked about culture. I think culture is that other leg of the stool for the value of a franchisor. How do they treat their franchisees? It's not just validation of, oh, I'm making money. Good franchisees, they believe in it. They really, yeah. they're, they're into it. They're part yeah. of the team.
0: Yeah. Uh, you mentioned culture again, so let's let's sort of take a step back and look at culture for the entire franchising space. What is it about franchising that keeps, you know, everybody here in the Pennsylvania Convention Center and, and all of our friends and co-workers in the franchise family, what keeps us coming back? What
2: is it about the culture of this thing that just won't let go? You know, franchising is special, and, and it really is. I mean, it's, you know this this just doesn't feel like work you're with your friends you, <laughs> you, you 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 travel you get to see people and i think because it's hard work and it's such a it's so wonderful to see a or really take off and all of us it's an interesting thing you go to a lot of these conventions and it's half suppliers like you and i who are here to support franchisors and you support different ones and it's the most open industry I've ever been involved with. I was in, I mentioned before, I was in the radio business. I was in a bunch of different things that were, everybody felt they were competing against one another and I've never felt that in franchising even though franchisors are theoretically competing for franchisees. They help one another. Mm-hmm. They do roundtables. They say, let me tell you how we recruit. Let me tell you what things we made a mistake on. So there's a formal and informal mentorship, which, you know, I feel like I try to give back. Now I've been in a long time. So many people helped me along the way. So many people took the time to say, hey, I, you know, you ever want to buy me a cup of coffee or sit and chat at these trade shows and just have been free with their knowledge and value and It's awesome. I mean, it's 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 the best.
0: Yeah, I I still see that happening with new people coming into franchising. And there's a lot of them, you know, between the uh, the IFA, you know, less than a month ago and a couple of the expos that have already happened. I've been amazed at the number of new people in operations and marketing and other roles within franchisors. And, And I I see it already happening with with sort of the new class of people.
2: Well, we need bodies because yeah. we're growing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's yeah. a lot of activity going on yeah. right now.
0: Absolutely. Every, everybody's looking for talent, so uh, it's a good place to be. Um, just to wrap it up today, Tom. If anybody would like to connect with you and and, and maybe buy you that cup of coffee and yeah. have, have that conversation, where's the best place to connect with you? Are you a LinkedIn guy? Yeah, I do, I, I do go? a
2: lot on LinkedIn, so you can okay. find me, Tom Spadia, on uh, on LinkedIn is probably the easiest. But also our website, you know, fill out those forms. You know, we're franchise people, so we get back to people within, you know, minutes or hours if you fill out that form. Good. Or drop me an email. Um Meet me at a trade show. uh, Absolutely. I just, uh, the, the, the more we can expand our network, the better for everybody. Excellent.
0: Thanks for being here, Tom. And we will see you at another franchise event down the road. Before we go, a quick word from today's sponsor, Exults. Creating solutions and driving results for over 15 years, Exults is founded on the foundation of driving results. Recent demand has picked up in the digital human resources and recruiting space, and Exults is driving qualified candidates to clients. Exults also drives digital public relations online, allowing your franchise to control the conversation related to your brand. Learn more at exults.com. Exults, driving leads, driving results. And thanks for listening to Social Geek. We're here to help you get yourself ready for the comeback of a lifetime. This is the Social Geek Radio Network.